This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Touchdown, Kansas City! Damian Williams runs to immortality! Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at Addison Patterson. Wow. Sounds like something in a poetry slam, Dave. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Jayton Alexander with six, crosses over, drives in, drives to the basket, shot is good! 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 And one! Everything happening in the sports world. And the Chiefs' kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I've always had trouble with my hammy, and it's just been, it's kind of chronic. And there's just really nothing I can do about it. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner and joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Do you feel older today? I'm tired today. Played golf yesterday. So does that mean you feel older? I do feel older today. I'm tired. What's well, a big happy birthday for Steve Sell? What, 73 today? Uh, no. But 78? No. Did you sneak up that much? No, I didn't sneak up to 78. Okay, so 68. No. 65? No. 58? Older. Oh, yeah, you're older. way older yeah. than that. How about the big 6'3"? Yep, 63. The big 63 for Steve Sell today. Yep. And you feel as good as ever. You look as good as ever. Well, that's because I got sun therapy yesterday. You got to play a little bit of golf. Played a little bit of golf. Had uh, Didn't play very well, but had good teammates. Our team got second place. So. Do you have any words of wisdom to give to the people today on birthday number 63? Uh, I really don't. I didn't have any words of wisdom on birthday 62, so I don't have any real, you know. all. all any it life is, lessons you've learned this weekend? Any life lessons I've yeah, learned? any life lessons. I need to get more rest. I mean, we've been working 60, 70, 80-hour weeks here since about the 1st of January. And, that's right. And and at my age, that's not really good. Now, you're you're just a, you know, you know, a young guy with endless energy. That's but, true. But I'm an old guy with limited energy. Not a lot of energy. Not a lot of energy. Do you see the light at the end of the tunnel? Oh, no. Is that what you're experiencing no, here no. at Big oh. 63? Oh, no. You're I mean, starting to say, uh-oh, my, we're, we're going down. My uh, my family lineage would suggest I got at least another 25 years. Ooh, family lineage. Yeah. I've got about another 25 years. I had a uh, my two grandfathers were, I think one was 88 and the other was 80. No, they were both 88. I had a grandmother that was 93 and another grandmother. Is that Giovanna Dominica Tabanero? Giovanna Dominica Tabanero outlived everybody. She was 93. Uh, My uh, other grandma was 90. And then my two grandpas were 88. My dad was 87. So I'd like to think, you know, since I live such a clean, healthy lifestyle. You do. With, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, you know, burn the candle at both ends like I did 40 years ago. Back in the day. Back in the day. uh, I can't do that anymore, but... I try to take care of myself. You know, just recreational drug use now. Nothing, nothing too crazy. <laughs> yeah, the only dr- maybe just uh, recreational opioid use. Yeah, my my recreational drug use is Nyquil. 
So yeah. I can, so I can when I have a cold and go to bed. It's only like fifteen beers for you now at night. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You're, you're doing a lot. I better. don't think so. Back in your day, man, you were really ripping it. At well, both I ends. don't even want to talk about back in those days because. Do you have any history of like heart problems in your family? Not well. My dad had a little bit. I'm just a little worried for you with. With your stocks. Steve's been panicking for, for four days, and I think he's living life on well, the edge. That's the only thing that I think, yeah, the, if you have a heart problem, then you might be in no, some trouble. The markets always find a way to correct themselves. I'm not too worried right now about the market. Okay, we won't talk about it. We, but we Steve's don't, yeah, tapping his we, foot. We don't, need to, we don't need to talk about the markets. Yeah, the, the Dow. It's, yeah, ooh, yeah. Yeah, it's making Steve not feel very good yeah, on his birthday. Any birthday plans tonight? I really don't have anything. You planned. know what I think would be a great birthday plan for you tonight? What's that? Is for you to go home, settle in about 6.45. Take a nap. <laughs> get yourself a little lasagna, maybe even a peanut butter sandwich. Had a peanut butter sandwich for lunch. Settle in, pour yourself a big glass of wine, and watch The Bachelor, the women tell-all special uh, tonight. And, and as you could imagine, You Steve, just ruined the whole day for me. They bring all the, the women from the season, like all 25 of them, and they bring him in, and they all talk about what happened during the season, and it's going to be electric. Well, I'm sure you and Miss Emma will probably talk about. Everybody it will be talking about it. The women tell all. It's a big night tonight, well, Steve. Just settle in, pour yourself a big glass of red wine. I don't drink wine, so. and then you can just pass out on the couch as soon as it's done at nine. <laughs> I don't o'clock. think the Bachelor is in my game plan. Maybe tonight. that's what it is for year sixty-three. Well, I don't know. But. Sixty-three and under, no Bachelor for well, Steve. I've always sixty-three and up. Yes, sir. I, always, I, I try to keep my birthday under wraps. I, I really do. I just don't, you know, really like to let a lot of people know that it's my birthday. Well, now we know. Well, We've talked for seven minutes. We've wasted seven minutes of the people's time. And it's Steve's birthday. So well, if it, you see Steve out at Dylan's tonight or Walmart or wherever else he might be running around, I won't just be running remind around. him that he's old. Well, That's yeah. all you got to do. Say, Steve, looking old today. Yeah, looking old. Or if you want to call the station and, I just, did say, and just say, Steve, I, you I look say, old. Uh, the biggest problem about getting old, I'm losing some length off the tee. That's true. White tees for me here for long. Yeah, the, the, they're coming. They're and, coming. And I it's going to be a sad man. Day. I mean, it's a it's amazing and how much in 12 months, how much distance I've lost. But anyway, let's get to, let's get to the real news of the day. Sports. Well, we we had a good weekend. Yeah, great weekend. Spent a lot of time in the car driving down to Park City and Hartman Arena, covering from some state wrestling. And McPherson continued its very impressive stretch of four consecutive years with a state champion at the individual level. Of course, team-wise, they finished seventh, which was better than they did last year. Right. And had four placers. But it was a great weekend for Bullpup Wrestling. And as we are reminded several times, it is the McPherson is the smallest school in Class 5A. Correct. And especially when it comes to wrestling in Class 5A, it is a tough classification to begin with. And for the... Number 36 school in this in Class 5A to finish number 7 with a state champion. It says a lot about the credit that this bullpup wrestling program has and the reputation that they have across the state. And, you know, we were there, and we got to see 6A right next to 5A. Um, Goddard won the 5A. For a sixth consecutive Blue year. Blue Valley Southwest won second. They were second. And Mays was third. And I'll guarantee you, if, they would, if that would have been... Those three teams, and you put them in 6A, they would have finished 1, 2, 3, and 6A because those three teams are just unbelievable. And we saw some great matches. Yeah. Of course, the 220-pound match in Class 5A was the match of the tournament. 
the Titans. It, it was right after Landon McPherson's Landon Franz winning his state championship. So, you know, we were all excited about Landon Franz probably more than he was. But, you know, he is the calmest kid I've ever seen. But uh, we let him go do his thing right afterwards and talk to his, you know, people because we wanted to see that 220-pound match. Kyle Haas of Mays, and I think it's Caleb Cade. Cade Lout. Or Lot. Lot. L-A-U-T-T. These two guys are absolute beasts. And, I mean, you could maybe see them in in the Olympics someday. But it was just an unbelievable match between those two. It was tied 1-1 with about six seconds to go. And uh, Lot got uh, Haas kind of in a – used his massive upper body. I mean, this guy looks like he's chiseled out of the side of a mountain. And he threw him down – and, you know, you and I, well, it's, I was right by the mat. I don't know if you'd gotten up and left. I was a little behind you. I was like three feet from the edge, and, of course, it was right in front of me. And I swear I saw Haas's eyes kind of roll back in his head for a moment. I think he was stunned, and that ended up being a 3-1 victory. But what a match. It was a great match there, but going back to Landon, France. Dominated. It was a dominant state championship win at 195 pounds. Last year with Scott Radke, it came down to the very last moments of the match. And he was not a wrestler that was just going to flat out dominate you the right. entire time. He was technically sound. And same for Red Edmondson two years ago. And I didn't see Austin Eldridge the year before that. But a lot of those guys were technicians. Landon France just overpowered his competitor. He really and that's did. what's so fun about wrestling. He really did. And, you know, he went 4-0 on the weekend. You look at his matches. He won two by a fall. He won another one 12-4. And even though he got behind uh, 2-0 right out of the shoot on uh, Saturday in the championship match, but once he got the lead, I mean, he just totally dominated. 6-2 was the final. And, uh, you know, he never came close to giving up any more points after the two quick points that he gave up early. Well, and I think that we knew, and we've said it as well today, that Class 5A, we knew it was going to be very, very tough. And we knew that Landon would have a great chance to win. We knew that Mason Thrash at 220 had an opportunity to be in the final, depending on how his draw worked out. And, of course, he had to match up with the eventual state champion. Right. But Mason came back to take third. And Mason Thrash was in the 220-pound class, and he said to me on Saturday, I weighed 197 this morning. So he gave away a lot of weight. And if you don't think 20 pounds in wrestling makes a big difference, just ask Mason Thrash. It makes a real big it difference. It makes a huge difference. And then Red Edmondson came back to take fourth, and then Jonah Clark had to come all the way back yeah. after losing in the second round to take fifth. So to have four guys medal in that classification in 5A, and again, being the smallest school in the class, I think it was a great weekend well, for Coach, Bullpup Wrestling. Coach Kretzer's done just a remarkable job of you know, making this an elite program. Uh, interest has never been higher in wrestling. They've had their best numbers. And, of course, on Thursday, we talked about it on Friday, went to Girls State Wrestling. Uh, McPherson, of course, is the trailblazer school. If not for McPherson and Coach Kretzer and Shane Bakus, we would not have gone to Salina on Thursday because there had been no state tournament. So a great week of wrestling, followed up a great week of swimming, and now the attention falls to hoops. Yeah, and you, you took the words right out of my mouth that it's it, the way wrestling is set up, is phenomenal for our type of coverage because pretty much nobody is playing in basketball except for the 1A schools on that weekend every year. There are no other basketball games. The full coverage goes to wrestling. And now, even though it is the first week of spring sports, even though there are some other things that might be drawing attention, the main focus 
is basketball this week yeah. for Substate, and we'll dive into that here in just a moment. We'll go okay. through the seeds, but what a fun week this is going to be. Well, what a busy week this is going to be. Best two weeks of the year, Substate. You know, I always used to say that, you know, the tournament week was the best week. Well, the second season, the Substate, and then the third season, State, those are really the two best weeks of the year. Busy week starts tomorrow. Let's talk about it next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, I think that you, me, all the McPherson I basketball coaches, we have had one thought on our minds since Saturday morning at 9 a.m. when they released those brackets, and that is the beginning of Substate tomorrow, Tuesday and Wednesday, the Bullpups will be at home for the opening round. The Bullpup boys take on Emporia on Tuesday night. That is a 7 o'clock game. And then on Wednesday night, the girls will be welcoming in Great Bend. The boys drew the number 7 seed. Emporia is the number 10, while the girls are the number 1 seed. And you and I knew the conditions going into the day on Friday night, and all three of the remaining games in 5A West had ramifications for McPherson. We were following along, had it narrowed down, and it worked out to where because Emporia won and because Salina South lost, the Bullpups were the number 7. Emporia jumped up to number 10, and I'll tell you what, the Emporia boys are playing great basketball right now. They have a great big guy, they have a great shooter, and this will be no easy matchup on Tuesday night at home. Well, in fact, I think it's going to, from a talent standpoint, I think it's going to be a tougher matchup than last year when the Bullpups played Newton in the first round. Newton had two really good players, but Emporia is a pretty good team. They've won five of six. They just drilled Junction City in their final game, and we saw Junction City. We know how good Junction City is, very athletic. Uh, they, Emporia also was a double-digit winner over Manhattan in the game before. Uh, I think their record, I want to say it's 11-9. and nine. Emporia? Right. Yes. They are 11-9, and nine, but they've won five of six. And, uh, you know, it's not like these teams, you know, in, historically have never met very much because – I think Emporia, it's like the sixth most team the Bullpups have ever played. I think it's eighth. Is it eighth now? Okay. But they they, they have met over 80 times uh, in the history. Emporia used to come to our tournament, and then Coach Bloomquist got a little upset. He thought the officials never gave him a fair shake in, in this tournament. Especially I've never they, heard that before. No, when they played McPherson. And he, uh, you know, but he told me one time that the uh, worst thing he ever did was get out of the McPherson tournament because I saw him somewhere – a few years after they'd gotten out of the McPherson tournament. And he said, that's the biggest mistake I ever made. Should never, when I was in, he said, when I was in Emporia, I should never, you know, got out of that tournament. Emporia will be a tough game. And then, of course, if you win, you're probably going to go to Andover. And remember, it's Tuesday, Wednesday for the first round. It's not the old Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, girls, boys one night, girls the other, and then they both play on the championship. It's Tuesday, boys, Wednesday, girls, day off Thursday, Friday boys, Saturday girls. So. And it's a little weird, too, because classes 2A and 3A, they are playing on Thursday. Right. They are going Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday break, right. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And we've got some area. They we have got three some, games. We've got some area schools playing tonight. 
But for five, 4A, 5A, and 6A, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday break, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, so I... You got it, Steve. I, I've already got the pre-seat up on the uh, McPherson boys game with Emporia. First thing in the morning, I will post... I actually have the girls pre-seat done, but I will post it tomorrow just because, you know, I, I don't like to post a pre-seat two days ahead very often. But the girls' pre-seat will be posted tomorrow. Coach Strappen's already filled me in on Great Ben. Coach Kinneman, of course, filled me in on Emporia. And this is really going to be a very difficult week. Uh, you know, you're going to have to play... Good games all week. There, there's. It's not like the old days where you played the first round against a team like McPherson would play a one and nineteen team, and then play you know somebody pretty good. I mean, it's for the for the boys especially. They make state. They're going to earn it. So really, to me, for the boys, state tournament is this week. It's a two week tournament for them. Yeah, and it will not take, be take easy. the sub out of it. It's just. A state tournament, just just think of it as a state tournament with an expanded, with a 32-team field. And like we've mentioned, we've thrown Andover's name out there plenty of times because that is the undefeated team. They're the number two seed in this 5A West, but they're the number one in this pod. So that means if the Bullpups beat Emporia, you draw an Andover team that I really think this team would like another chance at because mm -hmm. game number one of the year, they came out, and let's just say it, they were shell-shocked for the first five minutes of this game. Andover makes everything that it throws up, and you look up and we're thinking running clock yeah. after the first five minutes. And then they settled in and played a pretty good game after that. The problem was they couldn't overcome how bad they yeah, were for I, the first five minutes. And you have to remember, McPherson in that first game of the year had four new starters. Uh, the big man, Cody Stuffelbean, was the only starter back. Andover had basically the same team back from the year before, a lot of good players, and once the Bullpups settled in, I think they were down, what, 25-4 to four or 25-6, something like that. It was that. painful at first. It was pretty even the last three quarters. So, and who was it? Was it maybe the father of dog ball says, you know, when you got that zero in the loss column going into sub-state, sometimes that collar gets a little tight. It does. And, and you, you know, you start thinking, we're undefeated, we got to stay perfect, and those shots may be – you know, a little long, a little short. You start to press. And especially early in the game. Right. If things don't fall early, uh-oh. And you look at Andover. Look at some of their games recently. They've had some games recently where, you know, they've escaped. Arc City comes to mind. Andover Central Andover Central, Central they were down 15. Uh, even, who was their last? Was it, who was their Arc City was their last game. Arc, Arc City had a chance. Um my main band, my main man, Jukebox Joey, said the officials cost Arc City a game. <laughs> That's true. You know how Jukebox is. He's, he, you know, he and the Schnob, the, you know, their teams never commit a foul. But anyway, um, Andover Central has shown some signs of, you know, uh, living on the edge here lately. And then for the girls' side, Steve, their first game will be against Great Bend, a team that is the number 16 seed and has really struggled throughout this year. If they win that game, they would play either Cape and Mount Carmel on Saturday night or Wichita Northwest. And Capen has been sort of a weird team in the City League this year where they have been able to beat all the teams below them right. but have really struggled against the teams that are above them, including Wichita Heights, including Bishop Carroll. And then this Wichita Northwest team is another one that is a strange cookie. <laughs> we saw them in the, in the Mid-America Classic, and uh, let's just say their interest level didn't seem at peak efficiency and uh, in fact in their third in their fifth place game they played their starters the first 31 minutes 
and 49 seconds. It wasn't until a player <laughs> fouled out that uh, Dietrich Sanders, the coach, substituted. So they're not a deep team by any stretch, and they're kind of a wild team, but they're kind of a wild card, and they're just kind of unpredictable. But I think Capen beats Northwest, and I think we'll see Capen here on Saturday. I think that move up to 5A West and, and move up to 5A, it is a game changer for these two programs in terms of your first round quality of competition and especially your second round quality of competition. Things are much more difficult at the 5A level. And I think probably top to bottom, 5A basketball has the edge over 6A this year. I know it did last year. Yeah. But 5A has been very, very good. And some of the best teams in this state are 5A. And so it is no cakewalk for either team this week. And both of them will have to play well to make it to Emporia next week. Yeah. If the boys make the finals on Friday, they're going to have to play their best game of the year. The girls are going to have to play really well. Uh, Capen's got a 6'4 center, Coach Strathman said. And anytime you have a quality big on the floor, you know, that big is capable of dominating a game. But, you know, the McPherson girls have just been so consistent all year. They've overcome so much adversity this year. I, I just can't imagine them not making it to Emporia next week. All right, Steve, it's going to be a fun week. Oh, it's – you bet. It's always fun. Very busy week. Yeah. Get yourself ready. I know. Emotionally. Physically, mentally. Yeah, you got it. Got to have that mental toughness. Steve's going to start doing push-ups in the back Mental office. toughness, extra effort, MTXE like Coach Smithson used to say at Wichita State. There you go. All right, we'll take one more break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve Sell, little Big 12 basketball update. I think, Steve, you were a little nervous about your Kansas Jayhawks well, on Saturday in the Sunflower Showdown. I'm scared for their game with TCU because the big man, Adoka Azubuki, may not play. Bad ankle. Bad ankle. Because he got it rolled like 12 times against Kansas yeah. State. Now, Baylor has Texas Tech, I think, tonight on Big Monday. Is that correct? I don't have it in front of me. I think it is. I think it's Texas Tech and Baylor on Big Monday, but... It's at Baylor, so... Steve, do you remember what I told you like three weeks ago? You said just, it'll all shake out and KU will end up winning by a game. KU will beat Baylor. Baylor will lose to somebody else. Yeah. KU will win out. And K- if they don't win out, then Baylor will now, lose another now, one. Now, KU wins... Is it tonight or Wednesday, I think it is, when they play TCU at senior night. But if they win on Wednesday against TCU, they clinch a share of the championship. So that would be 15 and 16 years. But they want to win it outright, and you don't think Texas Tech on Saturday is going to be just at Lubbock? You don't think they're going to be loaded for bear down there? They'll be excited. Oh, yeah. It didn't look like they were quite as excited in Manhattan this weekend. No. The the people that were there were really into it, and it was loud. Yeah. We got to watch about the first 30 minutes of the game, right? and then we were on the way down to Wichita, and so we were listening to about the last 10 minutes of the game. We listened to Brian Haney. Ah, don't don't be mean to my guy Bryant Haney. I love I love listening to Haney. I think he does a great job. Yeah, he does. But for this KU team, they didn't play very well. They didn't seem to be very intense. No, 
And Kansas State, the problem for them is they just can't score. Right. They can't score. Bruce Weber was into the game, though. He was losing his mind. He, he lost his mind the whole game. High talker. High talker. As Steve would refer to him yeah, as. He's, he's a high talker. So we'll see if the Jayhawks can win on Tuesday. K-State will be at Oklahoma State, another place that will not be very full. There will be about 3,000 people there. It's been Not really in the days since Chad Alexander played. You well, know. Chad brought the big crowd. Oh, yeah. Chad was a drawing card. Then, then and then Grandpa Danny would be coming down, and they knew since he was an OU fan, they needed to make the tickets as expensive as possible <laughs> just to make him even more mad yeah. to have to put all that orange on. But speaking of teams in Oklahoma, did you see the record that was broken this weekend? I did not. Taylor Robertson. Oh, McPherson's yeah. Taylor Robertson. Oh, yeah. I wrote a story about it. Set the new... Single-season record for Big 12 basketball and three-pointers made in a season. And you saw whose record she beat. Of course, Lori, Lori Legend. Lori Legend, Mount Ridge, Dridger Nation. Did you see the picture that Taylor's mom, Terry, posted? I did not. So I think Taylor was like 8 or 10 years old, and her and Lori, in the basement of some church, had a little shooting contest. And they posted the picture of it, and Taylor, the basketball is like bigger than her. <laughs> and I guess if that would have been probably 2006 or seven, yeah. and Lori would have been out of K-State by then. Right. And it's pretty remarkable that not only are the two best single-season Big 12 three-point shooters from the same county. Right. And it's not a very big county. Yeah. But also for them to know each other. Yeah. It's pretty cool. You know, and it's hard to believe Lori Legend, Lori Kane has been out of school, out of high school for 20 years. Because that just seemed like a few years ago, Lori, Lori Kane was lighting it up for Mound Ridge. That was in the height of Dridger Nation when both their boys and girls were winning state championships left and right. I think Vance won five. I think the girls, Mound Ridge girls won about six in that time. But, uh, man, that was a lot. That, those were good times back in those days for Mound Ridge. There was a really cool video that University of Oklahoma or Oklahoma are they Oklahoma University? Right, Oklahoma OU. Oklahoma. Well, I'll just call them OU. Okay, that they posted about Taylor. Okay, and it wasn't her own coaches talking about her. They had clips from all the other Big Twelve coaches from their post game press conferences this year talking about her game. While there's video playing of her just making shot after shot after shot, and they're saying. Oh, she's just so difficult to plan for. She gets a shot off so quickly. She's opening things up. And one of the coaches, he had a great quote in saying that she is a, a nightmare to have to game plan against, but such a fun time to watch. Yeah. You don't want to have to play against her. Right. But you can't stop and be in awe of Taylor's game. How cool is it? Oh, yeah. For the success that Taylor has had these first two years. And you know... Who, and there's two more years. And let's, let's face it, going down there, did we really know if she was going to be how much she would play, you know, because she, you know, in college girl, women's college basketball, everybody's about six foot. Taylor's like five, nine, maybe five, 10 tops. You know, she's not the fastest player, the quickest player, but boy, she's got, I mean, she's got an Einstein like IQ of basketball. I mean, she may be the smartest player in college basketball. She knows how to play. She knows how to, you know, Work angles, you know. She's she's got cunning and guile. My yeah. favorite my favorite term. She she uses cunning and guile, and she's just she's and just, plays all forty minutes of every game. Well, she only played twenty five. She got in foul trouble. Oh. Well, their whole team. I looked at the fouls. Of course, they only play like seven players. They had twenty nine fouls. Not good. Yeah, against Texas on Saturday. The math and, does and, not add up. And Taylor, well. you know, Taylor was averaging almost twenty one points a game about four or five games ago. 
But she's kind of fallen off a little bit. For one thing, she's not getting near Teams are game planning so much for her. Her shot attempts are kind of being cut in half. So uh, they're making the other players beat them. And for OU, it's been not a great year. I think they're 13 and 15 or 12 and 15, something like that. But they're a real young team. Uh, you know, Taylor came in with a class. They had like a seven-member freshman class. I think about four of them play and then a couple freshmen. So still a very young team at OU. Get yourself one more night of rest. And then it's substate time. That's right. We'll talk about it tomorrow as the boys will be taking on Emporia. So, Steve, have a good day. Happy birthday one more time. Well. People tell Steve how old he is. Nah, Say, looking old there, Sal. Yeah, well, they've been saying that for a long time. Looking old there, Steven. I'm old. Adios. We'll wrap up today's show. For Steve Sal, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union. Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Well, I